Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. All right, Jessica, come on up here. Um, we're going we're gonna, to, Jess and I have been, I love this part. So let's move these up here in front of the microphones. And then do you have your, here's a mic for you. This is my amazing wife, Jessica. Um, we're going we're gonna to do some fun. I've been, I've been dreaming about a day where we get, to, um, we get to activate you guys more in church. A lot of times church becomes something where... Um, it becomes something where like you just sit and listen to a message and, and maybe dance and things. We didn't sing the ha, 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 hallelujah song, which is the only <laughs> way my kids recognize you guys in your worship. They're like, like Jimmy and David are, are, are worshiping. And my kids are like, who are they? And we're like, ha, ha, hallelujah. They're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, is he like that? Is he not like that? Like, is that a good way to be known? Yeah. That's a great way to be known. Okay. Um, and so we're going we're gonna to talk today about, about, honestly, prophecy and about, about prophesying over each other. And I, I'm going to try and get through this stuff quick. And, and I want Jessica, I've asked Jessica to come up here because I want to get more than my perspective. And this is a woman that has just fire. Every time she grabs this mic, like you guys just know it, just like that God speaks through her. And it's way different than me. It's way different than anybody else because she's unique and powerful in the way she brings God into the room. So I've asked her to kind of partner with me on this. Um, and because, you know, the thing is with gifts and, and the gifts of God, like we'll oftentimes see someone operating in a gift and we'll think that's how it looks. And so we'll judge ourselves by how Mike or Sue or Keith or Jay or Christine, whoever, how they did it. And we'll literally compare ourselves with them. And so I like to grab other people to help figure out, to help to show you that's not, it's done differently. But we're going we're gonna to talk about prophecy and we're going to share a little bit on what it is and just some more depth if you're used to this kind of stuff. And then I'm going to release you guys on each other, okay? So if you're a little worried about that, that's okay. Don't that's, run away. Don't run away, all right? <laughs> Listen, the bathrooms are nowhere near us right now. So you can't run... <laughs> When we were at the mansion, I, I kid you not, the bathrooms would, the occupancy would double in size every time we tried to pray for each other. <laughs> You're in here too? Yeah. It's okay to be scared. It's okay. Amen. I do, I do hard things well. All right. So we're just going to chat a little about, about, the, the, uh, about prophecy. And, and some of you guys um, are well-versed, and that's okay. If anything, I just want to put some more seeds in you. Because chances are being in quarantine has caused you to prophesy less, not more, okay? Um, and you just jump in anytime. I got a couple yeah. thoughts. I'll, I'll pause and let you go. But, but I want to talk about more of this idea. I, I mentioned it during worship, but you recognize. So a lot of times we, we think of prophesy, we're like, oh, you know, I see Jay. He's such a happy. Jay, I just feel the Lord says you're always happy. And, you know, that, that could be from the Lord, but probably it's more my discernment. It's probably, and so we oftentimes will think prophecy is about discernment, about like, oh, I, I discern you need some more joy, Mr. Introvert. You're like, no, no, that's not, that's not God. That's, that's you discerning. They're just not like you, right? <laughs> and, so, and so discernment is not prophecy. Discernment, like I discern you're having a bad day. Like, yeah, I am. How did you get that? Uh, you're crying. Okay. So, 
We're not talking about what you discern. Discernment's okay, it's good. It's like Starbucks, hey, you look happy today. That's discernment, right? That's not bad, that might make them happier. But, but we're, called, we're actually spiritual beings, that we have a Holy Spirit in us, which, may, which causes us to be in a spirit realm, spiritual beings. And if our spiritualness is more real than the natural things of the world, we need to learn to not operate through our natural thinking and operate more through our spirit man. And so when we prophesy, and really what prophecy is, what I'm talking about is hearing from God for somebody else. When you pray... Oftentimes, it sounds like this, oh, Lord, help me. Oh, Lord, help that person. Oh, Lord, help us all, right? And it's like a one-way conversation to him, which, by the way, doesn't constitute relationship. Right? Imagine that. I was like, hey, honey, how was your day? My day was good. I did really well. Um, would you help me with the dishes later? I, I think I'm, and she just, I never gave her a chance to say anything, Right? And we've been married for 10 years. She hasn't said a word. And yet we have this wonderful godly relationship, right? That's how a lot of our our Christian relationships are. And we've been saved for years. It's been this beautiful one-way silent relationship where I don't get convicted of anything. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Ah, I went there. But see, prophecy opens us up to a relationship because you can't do it without him speaking to us. Isn't that simple? Isn't that beautiful and simple? So that's all it is. You can literally prophesy your day with God as you're driving. God, what do you want to do today? Oh, really? That sounds fun. Let's do that, right? And he's talking to you and he's sharing. And so we're going to do that today. Um, okay, so what we're going to, so, but I think, we're, so, we're, so in order to do this though, we have to recognize that our minds aren't going to be too helpful in this. Okay, now the Bible does say you have the mind of Christ, and so that your mind is sanctified and, and saved. So your imagination is not, I consider it a little bit different though, but I, just, I want you to recognize your, your normal, natural, carnal reasoning is going to be offended when we prophesy, because you're going to be like, why the heck did you show me that, God? That has nothing to do with this person, and you're going to have to use your spiritual senses. Okay. I want to, I'm going to, I'm going to do, do a couple scriptures here. Oh, my Bible, I need that. I told you, worship just threw me all off. Like, um, do you want to say anything so far, hon? What's been coming up in your heart? <laughs> A lot of things. A lot of things, it's true. Yeah, just um, one thing that helped me when I was learning the prophetic was the passage about how, how numerous are your thoughts about me. Come on. You know, we were just teaching our kids about that, and you can't even count the grains of sand, how much more the thoughts that God has towards each one of us. And when you're getting a prophetic word for somebody else, all you're doing is asking God for one of those thoughts about that person. And I remember somebody, you know, we were teaching, they were offended because I thought, well, isn't that putting God on the spot, you know, demanding of him, give me a word, give me a word. Well, it's not really that, it's relationship, and you're simply asking to hear one of his thoughts so that you can share it with a person that might not be hearing. So it's basically you helping the other person connect to his voice that he's already saying over them and already thinking about them. And that just made it easier for me to think about in terms of like, God's already thinking of dozens and dozens and thousands and thousands of thoughts. I just need one of them, God, for that person because I, I want them to hear what you're saying already over them. And that helped me. Yeah. See why I gave her a mic? <laughs> 
All right. Well, hey, I want to talk. What's the, you know, these are some basics, but I like basics because we need to be on the same platform and page. We, so listen, the 1 Corinthians 14, 1 says this, and this is, I want you to just, just listen to what it's saying. It says, pursue love. Wow, that's a great idea. Yet desire earnestly spiritual gifts. And the word desire earnestly, literally, it's the feeling of lust after. Lust after the spiritual gifts. To yearn, to desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the spiritual gifts. Um, it, this is why like, I can't imagine a church not, not going after, teaching on, practicing, healing, prophecy, tongues, wisdom, words of knowledge, all the gifts. Um, it says desire earnestly spiritual gifts. And then it says this. It says, but especially, say especially. That you may prophesy. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? It says, but especially. Now, why does he say that? Why would Paul, in talking to the Corinthians, he's, he's spending all this time. I'll stay seated. <laughs> I, I tried to sell her on the standing thing. It just didn't work out. <laughs> and so <laughs> why would Paul say, <laughs> why would Paul say especially you would prophesy? Remember, this is the scripture. This is the, the section of the Corinthians when he's talking about the gift of tongues and, and how like I would, and he's like, this is, listen, I love that you pray in tongues. I pray in tongues more than you all. Paul boasts that he does these other spiritual gifts more than them. And yet he says, but I pray that you would pray one word of prophecy, right? Then a thousand tongues. And so the gift of prophecy, because he says that for the gift of prophecy is for other people. Whereas the gift of tongues and a lot of the gifts are meant to edify ourselves and to build ourselves up in the most holy faith. But the gift of prophecy is for other people so that they would know God. It actually says it's for the unbeliever. When they come into your midst, when you prophesy, they will say, surely the Lord is here. So the gift of prophecy is so much more special, I will say, because it's for somebody else. And what is the Christian faith about? Once you get saved... It's, it's no longer all about you. Once you get saved, it's, it's now about wait and go. Wait for my power and go and make disciples. Go love your neighbor. And so prophecy is radical in that. All right. Uh, I'm going to read a couple more scriptures. Just some people think, they have, you know, when I used to teach this class a lot, it was like, I hear their, I hear their thoughts usually. It was like, well, it's not really for me. You know, my friend Chappie, he prophesies a lot, but not me. Or, or, or James, I know he's really prophetic, but I never really got that gift. And it's like, listen, the Bible says that we all have it. Let me prove it to you. <laughs> See, John 16, 13, it says, Ben, when he, this is Jesus speaking, when he, the spirit of truth, say spirit of truth. When he comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He's going to guide you. He's going to lead you, okay? He will not speak on his own. He will only speak what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will prophesy about the future for you. He will glorify me, Christ, because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. And all that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. Isn't that good scripture? 
He will make known to you. This is the word of the God. This is true, saying he will make known to you what, he, what the Father is thinking. This is prophecy. Did you know that's what he's talking about? He's talking about other things too, but this is what he's saying. John, 4, or John 12, 49, for I did not speak on my own, Jesus said, but the Father who sent me commanded me to say all that I have spoken, for I know that his command leads to eternal life. So whatever I say is just what the Father has told me to say. Isn't that neat? Jesus walked around prophesying. I know we think it's just God speaking because he's both God and man. But that's what he was doing. He was modeling something. It wasn't just at the woman at the well when Jesus says, surely this is not your husband and the, and the, the, those are not, and the one you're with is not your husband either. As he, as he had a word of knowledge over this woman, right? He, was the, he, he walked around prophesying what the Father was saying. Isn't that interesting? I actually was reading that for the first time in, with new eyes, and I just like, wow, that's amazing. So prophecy is for everyone. Paul says, it says, I pray that you may all prophesy, and that it would for edification, it says, for edification. So what is prophecy for? Why do we prophesy? To build up and encourage and edify other people, okay? other people. So prophecy, it's this decision to love. I want to I take a little bit of a current events twist on this. Can I do that? I'm going to build a bridge for us, all right? So just walk with me. Walk with me on this bridge here, all right? Right now, there's a lot of stuff going on. Is there, honey, is there a lot of stuff going on? <laughs> I just love being up here with her. There's a lot of stuff going on. And, and you might have developed a uh, frustration with certain people. Maybe they were your friends a couple months ago. <laughs> now they're not on that list anymore. They're on the unfollow list. Um, but, and, and there might even be some governmental leaders you're not excited about. You might have been hearing um, conspiracies about what's going on behind COVID. You might have heard some stuff that uh, people are whispering and rumoring about, right? About different things. You, you might be caught up in some of that stuff. And, and I want to tell you, it, th- those conspiracies and, and the things that are that they're, they're running around that are, not, that are not in your spectrum of people loving, doing the work you're at and the governmental things that are something, the things that are kind of like the under, you know what that's about? It's distraction, it's distraction. And I'm not saying that, that, that some of that stuff might be, there might be aspects of that that are real, okay? <laughs> conspiracies are conspiracies for a reason, right? There's a reason that, right? The Jews, you know, I heard a rumor that the Jews actually crucified Jesus, you know? Like, <laughs> it's not a conspiracy, right? It actually happened. But you got to remember, back then, that might have been like, well, the Jews didn't do it. The Romans did. Or, you know, and, and so some of you think that we can, we crucify Jesus. It's like, no, it was the, it was the, it was the, it was the religious the Pharisees, but I want to say that really the, the heart behind God and the problem with conspiracies and getting too focused on some of these things is it causes you to demonize people. It causes you to find the people that are behind it, whether it's like the Illuminati or, or other parties. Like it, it causes you to look at the people that it's talking about. And we, we all have names behind these conspiracies. There's people, as individuals, and we start to see them differently than Jesus sees them. Am I right? Am I right? And so this is the problem with it. I get it. I'm not trying to say you shouldn't do certain things. I'm just saying, guard your heart. Guard your heart. And this is what happens in our culture too. When, we st- when the enemy starts to divide us as people, right, we start to look at them differently. And I want to give you a key today. In prophecy, 
for how to shift that, that in your heart. When you start to pray and prophesy over the very people that you're having a hard time loving, your heart changes and it softens and it becomes open to what God would actually want you to do because he actually doesn't want you to unfollow everybody. He actually doesn't want you to tear them down and call them names, even in private. And so the, the spirit of prophecy is not just about, you know, your opportunity to love people uh, at Starbucks or your friends. It's actually the spirit of prophecy and prayer is designed to let you in on how God sees people. And if you believe that God is up there calling people names, <laughs> if you believe he's up there taking sides, right? Don't go to God and say, God, whose side are you on? Neither. Right? But that love, but that love would come and make its place. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. I was watching, um, we were watching Lance Wall now, and he, <laughs> he was praying and prophesying over the president. And um, it was just really, really powerful. And, um, and he was talking about this. And, and, and Sean Bowles also, we were watching him the other night, and he was sharing, sharing similar, a similar heart, is that it's so easy for us to get caught up in these things because we're spiritual beings and we want to know. And I myself, I think if you're, you're, you have a stronger bent sometimes, and I myself have found myself getting caught up in, well, what, what, what's happening? You know, what, what is actually happening in the spiritual realm? Because I want to do something about it. You know, it's like we want to know because we can, we can expose the enemy and do something about it. But sometimes it becomes about you're actually bringing more division because then you're getting like really stirred up and angry instead of just going to the throne room and seeking his face. And even during worship, um, this, you know, and, and son of David, I just was crying out for the injustice happening in my, in, inside. And I think if we understand that we're spiritual beings, instead of being frustrated and just saying like, look who's doing this and look who's doing that, we actually, okay, we can internalize and say, okay, that's going on. Now I have the power of the Holy Spirit in me to cry out on behalf of these people. And that my spirit is actually doing more than a Facebook post or a you know, trying to prove something because, and I'm guilty. I'm guilty because I get stirred up and I want to post stuff and be like, look at this. And, um, you know, like I, I have to calm myself down and be like, I can sit in the throne room right now. Yeah. The Bible says that we are seated with Christ in the heavenly places. And how much authority do we have? Even as just one person, just one little old me praying in my, in my bedroom. Yes. Just one you praying in your bedroom because all of heaven is behind you because you are seated at the right hand of Christ. So don't belittle your prophetic prayers because they are powerful and they're destroying the forces of darkness because I get overwhelmed sometimes thinking about the, just the, the heinousness that's happening. And, but I, when I envision myself going into those places in the spiritual realm, like you have access in the spiritual realm. You know, you can, you can travel in the spirit. It's amazing. I don't really know much about that, to be honest, but I just believe. I just believe, you know, like I'm just, I'm just going to believe I'm a spiritual being. I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. And um, I don't have stories like other people do, and that's okay. Like, it's okay if you don't have like, oh, I transported and I teleported. Like, it's okay if you're, you're they're just like, what? I don't know how those people do it, but I just simply believe that I'm a spiritual being and God loves me and I'm seated with Christ in the heavenly places and I can go into those dark places by the spirit and declare life and declare freedom to the captives and, de and declare that the spirit of God is going to move upon the most, the most demonized people because we have authority. And do we really believe that his spirit is stronger than the spirit of the enemy? Yes. So... So let's, let's go there. You know, we can go there in our, own, in our own throne room, in our own 
place with the Lord, and it's powerful. So that's connected to the prophetic because it, it's simply that. It's getting God's thoughts for what's happening in those areas. It's getting God's thoughts for the people that are committing the crimes that we see and just getting God's thoughts. They're his children. They're his sons and just declaring over them, this is who you are. You know, I think like sometimes I get like, oh, that's not enough, God. Like, I'm not doing anything. You are. And that's the biggest lie that the enemy tries to tell us is that, oh, your little little prayers. Like, really? Like, you're not going to do anything. You have to get up and you have to sign petitions and you have to, you have to yell from the rooftops. You have to protest. And I'm not saying that's wrong either, but don't belittle your prayers. Don't, don't let the enemy try to steal your voice in your (laughs) prayer life because it is powerful. Come on. I'm going to turn this off and just, uh, no. I, wanted, I wanted to share a scripture that I loved. I thought that the, the story of Daniel, to me, encompasses this really well. See, Daniel, Daniel, there was a new king, Darius, and he didn't know Daniel, right? Remember, he, Daniel tra- translated um, uh, um, King Nebuchadnezzar's dream and all this stuff happened. Well, then King Darius took over and Daniel had to kind of start at the bottom of the rung again and he had to start working his way up into favor. Well, D- Daniel's, um, Daniel had so much favor. It actually says that Daniel was in line to lead the country, that he was going to put Daniel in charge of leading the, uh, the, the country there. And so um, King Darius's, um, his followers were upset and they made a plot to, to bring Daniel down. And they, they made this strong decree that everyone would wear masks. No, he said, they said, he said, that, <laughs> he said that everyone had, that you could not pray to any other God except for King Darius, right? And so Daniel, clearly troubled by this, is not willing. Because remember, this is after him and his three friends, or two friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, his three friends, um, where they went into the furnace and they didn't die. Like this is, he, he's seen some stuff. He's seen some stuff. And so Daniel's like, I'm not, I'm not bowing to a, to a king. Um, and clearly, clearly Daniel had a relationship with King Darius, right? Because he'd, he'd been being raised up. And so Daniel, instead of pushing against King Darius and protesting, he goes into his room. He goes into his room and he sets his heart to pray. And he sets to pray against the injustice of, of that was coming against him. And, and eventually they trick him, if you know the story, they trick him, and, and, and the king has to throw Daniel in the lion's den. And he doesn't really want to. In fact, his heart was torn. The king's heart was torn. And, um, I'll just, and so, so Daniel's in the, in the lion's den. I'm going to pick it up in verse 21 in a second. And, and, and they, they roll the stone over the lion's den, and I don't know what he's doing in there with the lions. Like, I don't know, maybe he's playing apples to apples or something, but he's hanging out with the lions and just, in, you know, I don't know what they're doing, fellowshipping, worshiping God together, because the animals probably worship too. And, um, and so the king comes back in the morning and says, Daniel, are you alive? And Daniel says, he says this, verse 21, Daniel answered, may the king live forever. My God sent his angel and he shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight. That's amazing. Nor, so I'm gonna stop there. See, Daniel was innocent. He, he was a holy man of prayer. And how, how, why do I think he was innocent? Because he was a man of prayer. He was a man that set his heart to the Lord. And not just with, just the, like, Lord, I, I worship and praise you. But he, he's always, I believe Daniel was a man that was always asking God, what do you see? And so it kept his heart pure. But when we start looking at what the, the natural state of affairs is, our heart loses its purity. 
and we start to get anxious and stressed and the lions will come to get us. Amen? And then it goes on. I love this too. It says, nor have I ever done any wrong before you, your majesty. Even the man that is truly responsible for him being in there. And yet because he had spent so many hours and days in his room praying for the kingdom and the king in the midst of injustice, his heart was pure and he could stand before God. And so that's the heart of prophecy. Anything else you want to say about that? That is the heart of prophecy. That is the heart of prayer. Don't minimize what prophecy to just a parlor trick or a a thing you do in outreach. Don't minimize it. Prophecy is about hearing God's voice, seeing people the way he sees them. And it will not just change the other person. It will keep your heart pure and without any footholds for the enemy. All right. Hey, we're going to, so with that, I want to start doing the stuff. Okay, I want to start doing the stuff now, and, and I'm going to just kind of, so what we're going to do is just context so you can get your, your anxiety spooled up. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, we're going to break up into groups of three people, okay? So two, so it's not just you and one other person, you'll have a third person to save you. So it's going to be three people, and, and we're, going to, we're going to practice hearing from God for the other person. All right. Now it doesn't have to be a thus said. You don't have to get their their social security numbers. You don't have to get their uh, their place of living. You don't have to guess their cat's name. You just have to hear from God for the person. It could be just an encouragement that God wants to give them, or it could be something about that's that's coming down their road in the future. Prophecy is foretelling, meaning talking about the future. It's also forthtelling declaring and creating the, 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 fu- the future. Romans 4, it says that, um, uh, speaking that which is not as though it were. And so we're called to actually declare stuff. So if you don't prophesy, it may not happen. How about that? All right. Um, so we're going we're gonna to jump down into just briefly. We used to do a hearing from God class a lot during, uh, in, the old, in the old building. Not as much this new building. We're trying to get back to that, but then COVID. And so we're going, to, uh, we're going to get back into that. But right now, I just want to activate all of us because I get bored with church when we just become audiences, all right? So listen, I'm gonna, we're going to go through three quick points and then release you. This is not enough to make you an expert, okay? This is enough to keep you childlike. Amen? And I promise you, this is better than being an expert. Here, all right, so the first step in processing our people, right, is, is it's relationship, right? So I'm going to ask God, Hey, God, and I'll just use, um, I'll just use Carlos because he's right in front of me, and I like him. So, God, so Lord, would you just give me an encouraging word that would edify, build up, um, and, and, um, and strengthen Carlos, right? It could be about his future. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to give him any parameters. Say, God, would you just give me an encouraging word for Carlos? What's the gold you see him? How do you see him? These are the questions I ask God. And, and some of you guys just naturally get stuff. Some of you guys, you actually have to ask a question because it's a relationship, right? It's a relationship. You're not reading his mind. You're asking him questions. And so, Father, we just give him an encouraging word. So that's the first step. Ask him for the word. And the first thing I got, I got, you know, it's been interesting. I, I saw him building a playground, okay? Now, listen, this is where the mind tries to offend you and say, well, that's ridiculous. I don't even know what that means. You're not supposed to know what everything means. Your spirit is supposed to connect with God's spirit, and he's going to give you the interpretation. So the first thing I have is I feel like I got this, question, this, this picture in my mind, and God might give you a word, a scripture, a phrase. He might give you a song, a feeling. Who knows what he's going to give you? You're, you're an individual. You're distinct and unique. So the next step is I have to ask God, what does this mean? I'm not a mind reader, God. 
right? So I say, Papa, why did you show me a picture of this? What, wow, how will that make sense to him? Otherwise, I'm just speaking in tongues, right? Like, I just see three unicorns breathing fire on a tulip. Like, good luck with that, right? Like, good luck. I might as well have been like, same effect. So this is where the interpretation, this is where prophecy gets its strength, is that there's an interpretation, Okay. Most of the time, he wants to give you the interpretation. Most of the time, he doesn't want to give somebody else the interpretation for your, your word, okay? Listen, and I also want to say this right now. We, we don't put God on, on demand in the sense that um, he has to do this our way, okay? Some of you guys might say, well, I just get, it takes me a while to get a word for someone. And I want to just affirm you in that. That's okay, too. If it doesn't happen instantly, ease up. Ease up. It's okay. You might have to text them later. Hey, I got that word. And it'll be just maybe more powerful, right? And so I want you to just ease, like, just take the burden off yourself, the, the, this feeling that you have to get something right now. Performance. performance. You got to perform for somebody or whatever. Like, listen, I've had people go say, Pastor, I know you have a word for me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, hi, what's your name? Like, <laughs> And, I'm, and so I feel like on the spot, I got to perform. Now, I actually have a core value, like God's always speaking to me. So I'm going to give you something. But if you'd wait a little long, it might be better, but I don't know. Um, but I, so just I want to take the, take the burden off you guys, okay? Um, I know some people get pictures, and they draw them for people, and they hand them the picture. I just, you know, and so um, <laughs> I see Jaffe drawn over there. <laughs> we, I've done lots of prophetic art for people and, you know, on you know, missions trips. So, so get the interpretation, all right? So I might say, so practically, hey, Father, what's the interpretation for Carlos building this, this jungle gym? And, you know, and right away... Um, I just, I see that Carlos is building structures for kids. And I, 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 don't, know, I don't know all about Carlos's life. So it kind of helps me just be bold. I say, Carlos, I just feel like, and so I'm going to deliver the word with lots of grace as if I could be wrong. Okay? As if I could be wrong. Why? Because we're a little learning. Who's, who here is an expert? Raise your hand. Okay, if you are, let's hang out. <laughs> I'm going to get an impartation. Um, but we're all learning and growing in this. I get it. Come on, man. See, the kids are experts. <laughs> so as we're learning, I'm just going to say it like this. Carlos, I'm, I'm, I'm still learning. I might get this wrong, but I feel like this is what the Lord is telling me for you. And I say, Carlos, I feel like the Lord is saying that you, this is, actually, I feel like it's a season, so it may not be your calling, but I feel like he's bringing this place where you're actually going to create structures and, for children. For children, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's going to be messages, but it's something. And maybe it's learning. Maybe it's just had to do with learning and growing. And, but I feel like you're going to begin to create structures for kids um, for ages. I, I hear 13 to 16. It's kind of an interesting age. But 13 to 16, and I, and I heard, I, I saw easy signs all over the place. And I felt like you're supposed to break down the pressure of learning with kids. And, um, and there's just something about the playground, the playing and all this stuff. So maybe there's going to be an element of, a, of gamification, if you know what that means the big word just means game you know learning having fun and and <laughs> i said that to be to feel really smart um <laughs> but but so look it up <laughs> i know what it means and so <laughs> and so but i feel like I, and so you know if i'm learning about this and i'm going to stop there because I, I don't want to take a lot of extra time but you can literally keep talking as long as you hear god speaking sometimes we stop early and sometimes we go too long. Sometimes we share past his talking, and you go into your mind and your own discernment. 
So it's, there's no wrong way to prophesy. Just the, the point here is that we, we bring love, and at the end of this prophetic word, the goal is that they feel closer to God. Yeah. So if you ever give a word, we're going to go there. If you ever bring a word that takes somebody away from God, can we just say boo? <laughs> right? What, that an, is, what would an example be like if... Um, I'll just I, say I just Timmy see, here. Okay. See, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do good to me. I go for I it. I just see a lot of heaviness oh. in this season. Wow. But God is saying that he's going to bring a lot of life to you. And you see, like, it sounds good because now I'm going to go with the good stuff. But what did I lead with? She prophesied heaviness you're, you're over kind me. kind of in a season of heaviness. And if, and if you weren't already feeling that, now you are. Because you're like, oh, you're right. I was feeling heavy. And now it's so dark. And, but God is going to bring life. That's good. But I'm going to be heavy now. And, and you we, might, we don't want to do that. And you might say, but what if they are? Wouldn't that be life-giving to be affirmed in that? Like, listen, there's only one person that affirms you in all the icky places. It's the devil. He wants to accuse you. Oh, you're in a spirit of heaviness. will never leave you. I used to be so afraid to get prophesied over when I was a new Christian because I thought they were going to see all my junk and they were, they were going to call it out because they saw into me and now I, everything was going to be exposed and I like, I like half wanted it because I wanted to be encouraged but the other part of me was like, oh shoot, like they see it all and no, no, and, that's, that's and don't not get, true. And don't get me wrong, like I think the Lord does do that to us sometimes. Like, Man, Jesse, I know today's been hard, but I'm good. Yeah. The problem with leading in this when we're learning and when we're growing is what if you're wrong? You've literally just brought them into a blaze of heaviness. So I, personally, I don't think the stakes are worth it. I'd rather just say, man, I feel the Lord has taken you into some really awesome lightness. The gold. Right? And you start calling out the gold. So that if they were heavy, you're speaking and forth-telling. They might be like, wow, they don't know me at all. I'm in all sorts of heaviness right now. But, but because you say that, like, there's grace now to step into life. Does that make sense? So if you're feeling heaviness, if you discern with your thinking that they're having a hard time with sin or this or the other, start prophesying the opposite. God, what do you want to say to lift this off of them? Does that make sense? It doesn't feel more spiritual to prophesy death over people. It's not more spiritual. You don't look better, I promise, okay? You may feel like, I got a good word here, right? A zinger. Encourage, edify, and build up. I promise you, God will take care of the rest. He will convict their hearts. He doesn't need your word. What about testing the prophetic word? Testing the prophetic word. I love it. First Thessalonians. See, we're called to actually test every word. So if you receive a word from me, say Keith. Man, Keith is a great mature man of God. If he comes, Jess, I got a word for you, da, 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 da. And I'm like, wow, that was, I don't know. That, I don't, that, and he's like, does that ring true? I'm like, I don't even know. In fact, let's take Carlos. So Carlos, I might, I, I might give this word to Carlos. Carlos's job as a Christian with the Holy Spirit in him, his job is to discern whether this is from the Lord or not. Okay, my job delivering the word is to, is to come with boldness and humility and grace. Oh, we love children. Um, so, but 1 Thessalonians 5, it says, do not despise prophetic utterances. So don't give up doing this. However, examine everything carefully. Hold fast to which is good. And so the Holy Spirit is going to bear witness with God's spirit if it's from him. If it's not from him, you're not gonna bear witness to it. And, if it's, and you know if it's not from God, if it's against the Bible, Right? If it's against the Bible, someone said, Jesse, I feel like you should start yelling at your wife more. I'm like, that doesn't feel good at all. That's not love. I don't know. Get rid of that one, right? Or you might, you know, and so, and so you, if, it doesn't, if it leaves you feeling icky, condemned, shamed, we, we know who does that, right? It's not the king of goodness and glory, okay? So if you start feeling these things, that's not from him. 
all right? What do you do with the prophetic word when someone, maybe in our community, with a big heart and a lot of faith, gives you a word that leaves you feeling not good? What do you do? You flush it. See, you guys know. I love it. All right, here's real quick. Everybody get out and your flusher. Put out, get your flusher handle. Everybody got it? You got it? All right, some of you, it's a shaka. I don't know. All right, <laughs> I saw a shaka over there. All right, we're just going to flush it. One, two, three. Go. And we send it where all the turds go, okay? We, where nobody wants to see it again, okay? Where it has no power to stick to you. We don't do, we don't do slime Christianity. There's no room for that. Yes, also, and in this context, feedback, right? Because um, all, we all want to learn. So also be open to feedback, giving the word, you know? Hey, how did that feel? And, and a lot of times people share words with me. I'm like, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it was positive. I think I just have to take it to God. And that's okay. And sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, yes, God's been speaking that same word over me all week. Like, yes. Um, and, and, and there's been times in our community in past times when, you know, people have felt hurt by words because they didn't know what to do, how to give feedback appropriately. So we want to create a safe environment here to practice and learn and grow. We're all on the same page. We're all learning and growing. Be open to feedback. If your word was not a good word, be open to hearing, you know, like I, that doesn't actually resonate with me at all. Um, but I'm going to take it to God. Maybe it's for the future and I just don't know what it is. Um, and things of that nature. So Yeah, don't yeah. be afraid to give feedback. And if, and, if, and if you need to come find a leader and be like, hey, I got a really icky word. I mentioned to them and they, they thought I was wrong. Like that. We can do that too, all right? This is a safe place. It has to be a safe place where you can play, like, kind of like Carlos's playground, okay? <laughs> um, okay, so the last thing I want to say is um, if you want, if you're, if, I, I encourage you guys, give words without a, um, well, I'll give you an option. You can, if you want to practice giving a word for someone that maybe meet out in public, okay? So that means you have to kind of sanitize it a bunch of Christianese language, okay? So you can't just say, oh, wow, you're, thanks for the coffee, Miss Starbucks barista girl. Like, you know, I just, see, uh, I just see the vision of God, and I see the book of Revelations coming down on you, and you're eating a scroll, and there's a white horse. Does that mean anything to you? And they might, they might be like, grande or tall, it's all I want to know move on, right? But if you were to say like, hey, I just kind of say God loves you. And I feel like, I feel like, he, like, do you, do you ever want to dance? You have this thing of dance on you like dancing? Well, I love dancing. Yeah. I just, I feel like the Lord says he loves it when you dance and not to stop. And she starts crying because she's like, oh, I stopped last month because I didn't have the money and all this stuff. And oh my, how did you know that? And you know, Jesus, no, I, I want to know Jesus. Okay. So, so you can, you can practice that way of being like, Hey, sometimes I hear from God. He has really nice things to say. Can I share with you what he told me? That's how I say it in public, right? And they don't say no. I don't know why. They don't, though. All right. So you ready? Are we good? Okay. Why don't you guys stand up with me? Stretch high if you need to. This is the part of church where um, we, we, we're, just, we're not in the audience anymore. And listen, if you're nervous because you might get it wrong, it's impossible to please God without faith. Just have 10 minutes, babe. Yeah, well, I, I always take a little longer. <laughs> okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to break into groups of three. Try to find at least one or two people that you don't know. So usually they're sitting behind you, in front of you, not beside you, all right? So grab those people, and I want, I'm not going to spend any time like walking you through it. I just want you to you know, find one person to start with. All right, we're just going to start with you, or you, or you, and we'll start with one person, and the two people are going to give words. You might not all get a chance to do it this morning, Okay. 
Let's just be okay with that. And, but, but, but if you can, get around to everybody getting a chance to share a word, okay? If you need to finish outside and we're all done, go do that, all right? Just say, God, what do you want to say to Keith? And then listen and then share it. Amen? All right, you guys ready? I'm going to pray for us real quick. Father, we love you. Right now, would you help us prophesy and talk to you like children do without all the filters? Without all the filters, we shut you down all the time. But Lord, now is different. We're going to be like, uh, like little Jeremiah back there. We're going to, be, we're going to be, be like kids, God, as we prophesy. So Lord, just speak to us. Amen. Amen. All right, give it a shot. So start, so if, if, you, if you have a really hard problem, you can raise your hand, but start grabbing a couple of people. I will call us back into, into, uh, into together. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.